Is this the right time to fundraise? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the Fundraising School. I'm joined today by Dr. Tim Seiler, my predecessor as director of the Fundraising School and still a cherished member of our faculty. And Tim, always great to have you with us on this podcast from the Fundraising School. Well, thank you, Bill. I, I uh, enjoy being continuing to be part of the Fundraising School and also want to compliment you on your uh, really uh, strategic leadership during what's been a really challenging 18 to 20 months, whatever it's been, that, that you've had to readjust uh, what the fundraising school is doing. So congratulations to you and your staff for that really good work. I will share that with our team. It's been a total team effort. You know, Tim, when I've had a chance to learn from you as a student and the privilege to teach alongside you, one of the tenets that you often teach is that nonprofits are not in competition with each other for fundraising, but to the extent there's competition, the competition is with consumerism. What do you mean by that? Well, I I think that um, when when people have more money available to themselves, they have choices to make. They can save that money. uh, They can spend that money. They can give that money to charitable causes. There may be other options there, but those seem to me to be the three primary ones. And I know you talk a lot about the increase in savings that that we've experienced in the last couple of years, which I think is very important, very good for a number of reasons. But the consumerism piece to me is that uh, the thing I hear most often from people who um, receive an increase uh, in their salary or they come into money in some other way, legal, of course, but uh, they they come into money, they have more money available, more disposable income. I hear them more often talk about, well, I think I can upgrade my car now. Uh, Or what we've seen in the last several months is people are um, upgrading in their housing conditions. Uh, The housing market has just gone crazy in terms of of prices and people are meeting them. Um, Buyers are offering more to buy a home than the seller is asking for in many instances. So, that's what I mean by, by being challenged by consumerism, philanthropy and fundraising being challenged by consumerism. People can spend that money, they can buy more stuff, um, and that's sometimes easier and more immediately gratifying than it is to give to charitable causes. So I see that, I see consumerism as a big challenge to nonprofit organizations and their fundraising. And now we look at the second six months of 2021, and economic forecasts are suggesting we'll have quite a bit of consumerism, as at least in the United States, the worst of the pandemic appears to be over. We need to remain vigilant, of course, but economic activity is increasing, and in many sectors, increasing significantly. So, Tim, if consumerism is competition for fundraising, and we expect a lot of consumerism in the second half of 2021, here in the United States. We think about those six rights of fundraising, the right person asking the right person for the right amount, the right reason, and one of those is the right time. Is this the right time to fundraise? Yes, in a word. Uh, <laughs> and, and by that, I mean, uh, I, I would say that many nonprofits, if not most nonprofits, uh, find themselves in a position that the right time to fundraise is all the time. Now, that might not match the donor's timing, and that therein lies the rub. But as a fundraiser, you're reporting to someone who is one step above you in the 
uh, in the tree, one branch above you in the tree, you're answerable to a vice president or you're answerable to a president or a chief executive officer. And that person has a responsibility to meet budget. And sometimes meeting budget is paying the salaries of, of the staff. So we have to raise this money. We have to have a predictable cash flow. Therefore, the pressure kind of goes downhill to the fundraiser. Now's the right time. Uh, I do believe that even if there's a mis mismatch in timing for donors and the nonprofit organization, that more donors will say, now's not the right time, but call me back in X number of months or whatever that might be. Because I think that for the most part, donors, funders want to give, their, if they want to give, they're going to find a way and a time to give. So in a simple word, uh, one word answer to your question is now the right time to fundraise. Yes, now might not be the time to give for all your donors. That's a, a great way to summarize that, Tim. That, that's exactly right. And when we look at the Giving USA data, uh, there's that bar chart that we use in our courses at the fundraising school that show by and large, not always, but very typically when an economic downturn ends, charitable giving returns and even increases in a significant way that there is this latent desire to get back to spending. There's also this latent desire to get back to charitable giving. This time around, charitable giving did not go down during this economic downturn. In fact, we had one of the best years of charitable giving ever in 2020. But now again, we have people going back to their economic activities. Uh, and it's just kind of this open question to see are they going to be restoring and continuing their charitable giving right away? Or might they say, you know what, I helped you so much last year, now it's time to upgrade my car. What advice do you have for fundraisers if they're hearing those types of messages from donors in these final six months of 2021? Well, you raise a lot of very interesting challenges that we're going to face. And I think that things will be complicated in these last six months. But I think one of the key things for good fundraisers to do and good nonprofit organizations to do during this time or these times um, is be good stewards of what you have already received. Uh, stay in touch with your donors on a regular basis. You don't always have to be asking. Um, I've been very impressed by several nonprofits with whom I interact over the last several months, even more than a year now. They stay in regular contact with me and they're very rare doing during these times. Here's how we're keeping up. Here's how we're promoting our, our, continuing to promote our programs and services. Here's how we're continuing to serve people the way you want us to serve. Um, but I have also noticed that when it's time for them, if it's a renewal gift or a, a renewal of a gift club level, uh, they haven't been hesitate, they haven't been hesitant to ask and say, you know, this is what we're trying to continue to do. Uh, the need is out there in the community. We want to continue to meet that need. Uh, so if you're in a position to help again, we would appreciate if you would do that. So good stewardship, I think, needs to be at the top of people's lists and, and staying in touch with your donors and your funders. And, you know, Tim, like you mentioned, that uh, there might be this misalignment where, you know, people who want to donate will want to donate still. Uh, but they're not going to donate if they're not asked. So fundraisers need to stay out there to continue that relationship. I think you're right about that. Yes. And so when we think about where we are with charitable giving in 2020, and, and we, we see those empirical data, when we hear about the economic forecasts of what the second half of 21 and into 22 could look like, 
uh, with consumerism, employment going up, wages going up uh, by some measures by five and six percent, huge increases. I just want to ask you just more at a personal level, how does this feel to you? Does this feel similar to you based on other economic downturns you've come through as a fundraiser? Is this one uniquely different? You know, just, just what is your sense of, of what fundraisers are entering here uh, through the rest of this calendar year? I think it's a, it's a challenge unknown to me in in career I've had. And in, in fact, I think challenge might be unknown to most of us today who are currently in this field. Uh, and that is because it's been so, everything's been so affected by this pandemic and it, it's just different. So there's, there's so many things that are in fact unpredictable, but based on what people did during calendar year 2020 uh, and based on some, some data that I've seen in the first part of 2021, I tend to be optimistic that, that people are going to keep stepping up to the plate to help out those nonprofits they care about. Now, I think there were a good number of donors who gave to nonprofits or to certain nonprofits for the first time in 2020. Will they repeat in 2021? That's the big question. And that's where I think nonprofits are challenged by being very good stewards of what they did receive, particularly from first time donors if they had first time donors in 2020, um, report back and, and let donors know that they appreciated those gifts and made a difference. And, and if they were to continue those gifts, the nonprofit can continue to succeed at the level expected. Some of those gifts might've been unsolicited, but the vast majority certainly led through a fundraiser and the work of a fundraiser. And, and Tim, as we conclude here today, when the pandemic started, our very first podcast featured you encouraging fundraisers to continue to stay in touch with their donors, that even if gifts weren't going to come, and at that time, we didn't know what was going to happen with fundraising in 2020, you reminded us that fundraisers were bringing a message of hope amidst all the despair and challenge of, of the worldwide pandemic. Uh, and then 2020 turns out to be one of the best years ever. That doesn't happen without the remarkable work of fundraisers and the fundraising profession needs to be celebrated. And that's momentum that people can build upon uh, as they go on through the rest of this year. And I know that's always been a key point of yours to celebrate the work of fundraisers and perhaps now more than ever. Yeah, absolutely. I, very well said, Bill. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Celebrate the good work that we're doing in this field. And we're making things better for people. We're giving them hope. We're giving them optimism at times when that's not easy to find. In all, in all the corners of the, of the universe that we inhabit. And so fundraisers are entering this new landscape yet again. Economic indicators in the United States are moving in the right direction. Uh, we hope that the worst of the pandemic is over while we remain vigilant uh, and know that as we approach our donors, they might be saying, not right now, as they're taking that first vacation maybe spending some of that money that they were able to save during the pandemic. And then if that's the case, stewardship is always as important, uh, remains foundational to your efforts as you fundraise throughout the rest of this year. These are the types of topics that we cover in our courses at the fundraising school. We have our public courses in person, expanding gradually into more and more cities beyond our home base of Indianapolis. And we're going to be online more than ever before compared to where we were before the pandemic with courses that are recorded, courses that are live. We still have our webinars, of course, uh, four times a year and these weekly podcasts. All of that information is available on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash 
the fundraising school. Our guest today is Dr. Tim Seiler. Our producers are Jennifer Boffman and Mike Anthony. I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.